Welcome to the Big Three Podcast. This podcast answers three big questions raised from Sunday's sermon by the Congregation of Gymere Baptist. The Big Three Pod seeks to discuss these questions, explore issues, unpack theology, provide further information and explanation to help your faith grow. You can listen to the original sermon on your favourite podcast platform or at gymerebaptist.org.au. Our prayer is that this pod helps you as you follow Jesus. Well, hello and welcome to the Big Three Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rader, Senior Pastor here at Gamia Baptist Church, and I'm really excited about uh, the new series that we began on Sunday and the opportunity to engage with some great questions that were raised by the congregation. Uh, We began a series last Sunday entitled Good Job, the Restoration and Renewal of Vocation, uh, in which we are going to be looking over four weeks uh, at what it means for us to integrate our faith into our vocation. And vocation, as I said on Sunday, is much broader than uh, simply uh, paid work. It's the things uh, that take up the majority of our time. They require a great deal of energy and thinking space and emotional engagement and all of those sorts of things. Often that is paid work for the majority of our lives. Uh, But it can include things like caring for families. It can include caring for elderly parents or grandchildren. It can be uh, involved uh, involved study. It can be uh, volunteering in a variety of locations and ways. All of those things, the vocation that we have, and how does our faith interact with it. And on Sunday, I essentially took some time to explore the, the goodness of our work, of our vocations, and that in the vocation itself is the work of God. Now, one of the challenges, I think, as Christians that we often face when we talk about integrating our faith in our vocation is that we assume that our vocation is only integrated when we have opportunities to talk about our faith, when we're doing, you know, the broad work of evangelism or when we are acting in a particularly Christian way. And while both of those things are important, uh, you know, if we have the opportunity to talk about Jesus, we should probably take that. Uh, We should indeed be acting like Christians in our workplace. But ultimately, what I tried to demonstrate in uh, the Genesis accounts, when God gives to humanity a vocation, uh, he uh, engages and invites them to engage in the very things that he does. Uh, the creative work of bringing uh, order out of chaos, of giving shape to that which was shapeless, of filling that which is empty, of being fruitful, of multiplying, of filling the earth, ruling and subduing it as his stewards in the world. Uh, And that was where we started. Uh, The rest of the series, we're going to be engaging in other components of that. But uh, I was was really pleased with the questions that came through uh, and uh, really looking forward to the opportunity to engage with them a little bit more. Uh, As you've already heard, you can listen to that sermon on the GBC Sermon Podcast. Uh, You can also go to YouTube uh, and uh, check out the Gami Baptist uh, channel uh, where we put all our live streamed Sunday morning recordings there. So you can also see the sermon uh, there as well, if that's helpful. So the three questions that I want to address in today's podcast are these. What would be some helpful questions for people to reflect on to discover how their work fits into God's purposes? 
So I gave a handful of, um, I guess, categories, uh, but we'll kind of delve into that a little bit more because I think it's a great question for us to be asking. Uh, Secondly, how can we find God's purpose in our work in a capitalist society when a company's goal is to make money that might not be spent in the most godly way? And I'm going to take that question and and, and I guess broaden it out a little bit um, because it relates to our third question, which is this, how should our faith influence our choice of paid work? So I want to kind of deal with uh, the the issues that are raised by those two questions about being in workplaces where we know that the outcomes uh, are not necessarily kingdom outcomes, uh, and then what we can, should, maybe be doing about that as followers of Jesus. Uh, so those are the three questions. Really looking forward to getting stuck into them. So uh, let's let's get at it. So the first question, as I said, is this, what would be some helpful questions for people to reflect on to discover how their work fits into God's purposes? Uh, Again, for the purposes of uh, this answer, I'll broaden out work to vocation, right? So again, it's not just paid works that uh, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't work anymore, or I haven't started working, I'm studying, or I'm caring for my family, or whatever the case is, this this is for you as well. And I think it's, it's a great question to be asking, because it gets at the very heart of how we understand our vocation. Uh, now, I mentioned on a Sunday that uh, we're, we, we still have to get into the ways in which sin impacts our vocation, and those ways are pretty myriad, and we'll, we'll touch on that in reference to the next two questions as well. But in terms of how we can be thinking about the places in our work, uh, in our vocations, in the day-to-day activities that we're engaged in, where uh, God's purposes might be at play, I think some helpful questions to ask are, you know, the categories that I had suggested in my sermon. All right, you've got the, the, the general work of God, all right, that you find in the book of Genesis, right, where God is creating things. So I think any, you know, any place that we create things uh, in our work, in our vocation, that would be a, a place for us to consider the activity of God. So do you create things? Uh, is there something that you are um, helping to produce in your work? Well, that is part of the creative work of God. Bringing uh, order out of chaos is another category, right? The earth uh, was just a a watery chaos, we're told, right? And then out of that, God brings order. So do you bring order in your vocation? Is there some way uh, that you are taking something that is chaotic and making it less chaotic? Um, Whatever that might be. Uh, And it might be in part or in whole. Uh, I suggested that, you know, particularly mums and dads who are bringing order out of chaos, you know, and cleaning up after small children or cleaning up rooms or whatever the case might be, are in in a small way reflecting the work of God. And and I think that uh, there are lots of places where we do that. I think uh, the question about, you know, are we giving form to something and are we filling something in particular You know, those two phrases are taken from the creation account where God um, gave form to that which was formless and filled that which was empty. And he did both of those things ultimately for uh, for the good of humanity. One of the striking contrasts uh, between Genesis and some of the creation accounts of the surrounding nations is that in the surrounding nations accounts, 
humanity were inevitably created simply to do the bidding and the work of the gods. That was that was what they were doing, so that the gods could kind of kick back and not have to worry. And Genesis is striking in how God um, creates the world and gives form to that which was formless and fills that which was empty, ultimately to provide for humanity, to provide them with a vocation, first of all, but to provide them with food, uh, to provide them with all the things that they would need for the good life. And so I think that if we are engaged in activity that is contributing to the good life for humanity, I think that that's also a place where we might be able to see some of uh, God's work reflected in our vocations. And then I think, you know, apart from those really broad categories, I think we can, um, you know, think about the more specific aspects that we see of God's character elsewhere in Scripture. Um, You know, the Genesis accounts in chapter 1 and chapter 2 are before the fall, right? So even in chapter 2, the idea that um, the man and the woman are placed in the garden to work it and to take care of it, to expand it so that God's presence is known throughout the entire world, right? So the Garden of Eden eventually takes up the entirety uh, of, of the globe because it has been filled, uh, because they've multiplied and been fruitful as God has blessed them to be. Um, but after you get into you know, chapter 3 of Genesis and beyond, you then have examples of God's work in a broken world, in a sinful world. And that provides us with a number of other points of reflection, right? Uh, so I spoke to a couple people on Sunday um, who you know, kind of said to me because of the work that they were involved in, where they didn't have to work very hard to see the connection between their vocation, the thing that they got paid to do, as it turned out, and the plans and purposes of God. Uh, one person worked in aid and development. And so it was like, it was kind of pretty simple to kind of make the connection, right? They were involved in trying to bring about restoration and renewal around the world. Someone else worked uh, in kind of the medical industry. uh, And therefore, again, they were able to say, listen, there's lots of connections between, you know, working with individual patients to help them heal uh, and to, um, you know, return to full health that connect really simply uh, with God's greater purposes. And so anytime that we're involved in things that seek to bring healing or renewal, I think that can be certainly part of God's work. Uh, there are other um, specific categories, I suppose. You could talk about, you know, are there ways in which my vocation promotes justice uh, or uh, in ways in which my uh, vocation um, recognizes the image of God in every person um, that I encounter? Um, are there ways in which we are able to demonstrate the kindness and care of God uh, in, in those sorts of ways? So I think that there's, it's those sorts of questions. You know, we need to ask ourselves, what, what does God do? <laughs> what does God do? And then how do our, how do we reflect that in our vocation? You know, Jesus said that he only did what he saw the Father doing. Uh, and that that was, you know, kind of his, his indicator then, right? And so he taught the crowds because he had compassion upon, on them and he healed the sick uh, and he opened the eyes of the blind and right, a bunch of miraculous things. But we can, we, we can also be engaged uh, in, in the work of God. So we need to ask ourselves the big question, which is ultimately, what does God do? Uh, what are the sorts of thing God? What are the sorts of things that God does? And then we can look at our workplaces and our vocations, the places where we spend our time and energy, and be basically be looking for those places.
Uh, and in some cases, our jobs seem to kind of match up really neatly uh, with that. And in most cases, though, I think we often find that there are some gaps and some discrepancies, that it's not that our entire vocation matches the work of God. Uh, there are certain components that we might struggle with, and that leads us into our next question. I was really aware on Sunday as I was uh, preaching that uh, I was, <laughs> I wouldn't say ignoring the elephant in the room, um, but that I wasn't dealing with the question of sin and the impact on our vocation, uh, in, in part because I wanted to focus on the goodness of vocation and uh, its, its place in the good creation prior to the fall, but also because we have a guest coming in a couple of weeks, uh, Andrew Sloan, a colleague of mine from Moreland College, has done a lot of thinking about uh, work and faith and vocation and faith, and is going to be reflecting for us on the role of sin. But at the same time, it's so difficult for us to think about our vocations without considering the impact of sin. And the second question, I think, really kind of um, taps into that. The question is, how can we find God's purpose in our work in a capitalist society when a company's goal is to make money that might not be spent in the most godly way? Right? And, and, and again, I, I'm kind of reading a little bit into the question, which I, I, don't, I, don't think is, I don't think I've got it wrong, but if, you know, if I have and you've asked the question and you're listening, please let me know. Uh, I don't want to treat the questions unfairly. But I think the question is ultimately asking, when we find ourselves in a vocation or in a workplace where the outcomes are not necessarily kingdom outcomes or the ways in which we are engaged, the things that we're doing and producing are of limited value when it comes to um, the big pictures of what God does. How do we handle that? What, what do we do in those situations where not all of our work fits neatly with the things that God does, uh, the things that God is concerned with? And this is a really... It's a really important question and, and one that I think that we'll probably come back to a number of times over the course of this series. So I don't intend, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that I'd be able to, but I don't, I certainly don't intend to, to, to answer it once and for all. I think it will be something that we'll return to because it's so critical for us. I think that there's uh, in relationship to the sermon that I preached on Sunday, I think what I would want to encourage you to do, uh, if you have a vocation that is, you know, um, leads to ungodly outcomes, uh, or, or outcomes that are certainly not godly. Uh, so let's, you know, kind of not go so far as to say that they're ungodly or bad or wicked, but that they're certainly not, you know, kind of down the good end, right. Or in a case where, you know, your work is just drudgery, uh, where there's no sense of call or a satisfaction or contentment within it. Some of the other impacts of sin, how do, how do we deal with that? And I think in relationship, as I said, to the sermon that I preached on Sunday, I would want to encourage you to look to those areas in your vocation where there is the reflection of God's work, and then consider how you can expand those areas. Uh, sometimes, of course, you know, the job is the job. Uh, there are four tasks that you have to do, and you do those four tasks. And there's not a lot of um, wiggle room to kind of expand or change our job descriptions or our position descriptions. But I would encourage you to think about where 
the vocation that you have been given, that you've taken up, reflects the work of God, and then try to enhance or to expand or to really focus on that area. And this is where some of those, um, you know, some of those more specific actions of God in a broken world might become very, very important, right? So there may be some aspects, or there probably would be in just about any role, uh, corporate or capitalist or otherwise, right, where you are concerned, even if only on paper, right, with justice uh, or with, uh, with the environment. Well, making sure that your company or your organization that your department, that your role, that you do all that you can to, um, to, to, to make those policies a living reality, you know, where you are really focused on those sorts of things that bring about justice, that bring about compassion, that uh, bring about better outcomes for people. I think doing that, right, where you find the place where there's the closest alignment with what God does and then expand it. It doesn't deal with the tension that's raised in this question about, you know, working in a company or in an organization where you're, you're not convinced that the outcomes are necessarily the, the best. Um, but it does allow us, I think, to focus on, uh, on trying to identify the places where God would be at work, where we kind of find evidence of the Garden of Eden uh, in our workplaces and then seeking to expand that, right, to, to create spaces where we're leveraging that a little bit more. And that might be in your own work. It might be with the team that you lead or that you work with. Uh, those sorts of things might be the best way for us to engage with it. I think the big questions of, you know, structural sin and brokenness, um, you know, that we find, you know, played out all the time in our newspapers, right, um, of, of, of greed and of selfishness and of just the short term goals that are all about making money at the cost of people and lives and the environment and, and on it goes. Those are really challenging things for us to grapple with. And I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stop there because I assume that we will have an opportunity, particularly when we have a look at the impact of sin, to kind of return back to this again, which I think will be a really helpful exercise for us as a whole. So I'll leave it there for now, but I want to move into the third question, which I think also kind of kind of reflects on this same challenge that we have. So the last question that we want to address in this podcast is this, how should our faith influence our choice of paid work? Uh, and again, a great question. Uh, I think it kind of flows a little bit out of the previous one wrapped around, um, you know, kind of the outcomes and the engagement um, of, of, of our work. I think that we would want our faith to at least impact in terms of our paid work. We want it to impact you know, where, 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 where possible, right? Because the reality is for many people, um, they have to take the work that's given to them. Uh, they don't have much of a choice and they end up engaged in the work because that's the work that they require. Uh, but where we have the choice, where we have the choice, I do think that we would want our faith to impact that choice in a couple of different ways. One of them would be wrapped around the outcomes of the work that we do. Um, I think that, you know, one of the things I, I, I wouldn't say that I hear it 
frequently from people, but I, I hear it often enough for it to feel like a common thing. And that is that people want to feel like they, um, that their work matters, that it makes a difference in some way, right? And, and that's not something that is exclusive to people of faith, right? People of faith want their work to matter for faith reasons, perhaps. But, you know, we, we want our work to make a difference. We want it to matter. We want there to be some sort of outcome that we can point to and go, see, this was actually significant. Right? And so I think that, you know, we want to be considering, shall we say, the faith goals that we might have. Uh, and that, that can be quite broad, um, through, you know, talking about the restoration and renewal of all things. Um, you know, anytime you go into, as I said before, you know, medicine, right? There's just, there's just all sorts of ways that we're bringing health and healing uh, into people's lives, which is generally speaking a good thing, not without its challenges, but generally speaking a good thing. Um, you know, we involve, get involved in education, and there's the opportunity to train young minds. Uh, there's the opportunity to research and be part of the uh, of understanding God's world. Like all of those things, kind of have some kind of nice connections to them, but they're not fields that are for everyone. Um, you know, either due to aptitude uh, or passion. You know, I think some of the best, uh, some of the people who are best at their jobs are the people who are passionate about them, uh, who have found something that they are good at uh, and who do it. So I think it's helpful for us when we're considering um, our choice of work uh, to consider some of those outcomes in terms of the work itself. But I think it's also worth thinking about how God has created us. And we believe that God's created us and that he has uh, made us as individuals uh, and that there are certain things that we are good at, things that we're not so good at, things that we enjoy, things that we don't enjoy that are different from other people. Uh, it's kind of one of the things that makes getting to know people so fascinating, right? Um, and so I think you know, knowing who you are, uh, how God has created you, the sorts of uh, things that he has built into you that uh, might lead to work that is fulfilling and has some satisfaction and contentment. I think that that's a valuable thing for us to think through. I think the other, the other I guess, category is um, thinking about, I guess, the why of the work. So, for instance, I'm, I'm not convinced that... Um, if our, if our final aim is just to make a lot of money, I'm not sure that that is a decision based on faith. Now, making a lot of money, that's a different question altogether, being in a role or in a field or whatever the case might be where that's the outcome. Okay. Um, I think that, um, it's more a matter of if, if that's what drives us, this is harder for us to kind of identify sometimes, um, you know, I think likewise, if what we're trying to do is just become really important, right? If you follow me, then that also, I think, is, uh, I wouldn't say suspicious, but I think we'd have to be careful of that, right? Um, you know, I think that in Scripture, uh, in particular, you know, things like greed and pride are insidious. Uh, they can trip us up in any number of ways, uh, it's a, there's a reason why they are both capital sins or um, you know, deadly sins, right? Because so many other sins kind of stem from them. So I think we have to be very careful um, about those sorts of motivations, about wanting to kind of be someone or find our identity or our value in our work. Um, that can be pretty tricky. Uh, or if we just simply want to make as much money as we possibly can. Um, 
I think we have to be careful of those sorts of motivations. Now, I'm not sure exactly what that means in terms of the on the ground decisions, right? Uh, you know, to say, well, I'm going to take the lower paying job than the higher paying job. I'm not sure if that's the solution to it. Um, I'm not even sure that the solution is to make sure that you're being generous with whatever God has given to you. I, I don't know exactly how you, um, uh, I was going to say correct for that, but I'm not sure that's the right term either, but how you, how you manage those things. I think we just need to be aware that work and vocation have been influenced by sin. And we'll talk about this and, and one of, or a couple of the ways that it seeks to do that, uh, or the one of the ways that that's uh, found is that work can become for us a bit of an idol, right? It provides us with our sense of meaning or our sense of purpose. It provides us with um, a sense of value and identity. Uh, and whenever we are finding our identity or our value uh, in something other than than Christ, then we're in a little bit of trouble. So, uh, and I'm not sure that you can kind of um, just look at someone's job decision, the, the work that they do, or how they do it, uh, and kind of go, oh, well, you're obviously in danger. I think it's very, we have to be guarding our hearts. We have to be guarding our hearts. Um, and when we guard our hearts, uh, and when we have people around us who can help us be a little bit accountable, I think that that's really quite valuable for us. So in terms of, you know, how our faith should influence our choice of paid work, I think the bottom line is that it should uh, in one way, shape or form. Uh, I think that we want to be uh, considering the way God has made us. Uh, I think we want to be considering the things that we might be best suited for, uh, but then being aware of the uh, the outcomes of the fields that we might enter into, some of the pitfalls and traps that might exist for people of faith, uh, and then just keeping an eye and guarding our hearts. Uh, against some of the um, some of the ways that work can become for us a bit of an idol, uh, that which we believe uh, controls our destiny, uh, and that which we want to align all of our values, all of our attitudes, all of our practices to. Uh, we need to be very very careful uh, to keep work from becoming an idol in our lives in that sense. Uh, and again. I think we'll touch base on this in a few weeks' time, if, if, if not before, uh, when we have a bit of a look at uh, the examples of sin and its impact on vocation. So I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, really great questions. Uh, I've, I find the experience of, of kind of thinking this stuff through after I've preached the message really kind of helpful. Uh, and I hope that you do as well uh, as a way for us to continue to engage, to be whole life learners is one of our values here at Gaimia Baptist Church, an opportunity for us to continue to reflect on the word of God, the things that we've been hearing uh, and, and grapple with their meaning for our lives. So thanks again to those of you who uh, asked questions uh, again, not not all the questions got up, so it's nice to have to choose, although it you know, brings with it the challenge of choosing. And uh, really looking forward to the next few weeks. We've got some guests coming up. Uh, so uh, this Sunday we have Cara Martin, who's going to be talking a little bit more about uh, vocation itself, expanding our, and helping us understand that more fully. Then, as I said, I've got Andrew Sloan here to talk about the impact of sin. And then Scott Morrison from George's River Life Church is going to wrap the series up by talking about where we see God in our vocation. So really, really looking forward to this. A reminder that if you're in a life group in our community of faith, that life group resources go out every Monday for each of these sermons as well. 
as another way for us to be engaging as a community of faith around the word and around the things that God is doing in our midst. So I look forward to joining you again next week as we reflect on vocation and faith and, and how those things get integrated together and continue to kind of wrestle through the questions together as we seek to follow Jesus in order that our lives might be changed by him. So God bless and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us at the GBC Big Three podcast. We trust you found this inspiring, encouraging, challenging, but ultimately helpful to enable you to follow Jesus. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can also listen to the We Are The Church podcast, a discussion pod with real stories from real people at Gaimere Baptist as they share their experiences of faith and discipleship in action. If you've enjoyed this pod, why don't you rate and review it? This way others can discover the podcast too. 